Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching you at Options. This episode, I have Kyle from the Filthy Radicals out of Toronto on. It's been great. Great conversation. You know, we uh, we connect. It's been fun. Um, make sure to check out the Filthy Radicals. Uh, they have a new EP coming out on Curse Blessing Records, um, Freedom 45. That's what it's called. Make sure to check out Filthy Radicals on uh, Instagram. It's uh, at the Filthy Radicals. Make sure to check out Kyle's pizza page. Uh, it's been a slice. It's dot bin dot a dot slice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Um, go check out, uh, go buy a shirt from uh, the slash shop. There's a uh, UN option shirt on there. Make sure to follow you at options on Instagram. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, you know, at you at options, all that stuff. Thank you so much. Enjoy. officially ready to go oh yeah how uh how are you i am dead tired buddy dead tired. <laughs> you're in uh are you up in toronto is that right i am i am indeed i've been here for uh fuck 2013 2014 i think oh damn well uh, so you grew up outside not in toronto where where, no, where are you from originally uh i'm I'm uh, I'm originally from uh, just outside of a small town called Shelburne, Ontario. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you you moved Little Fest, (laughs) if that helps. Okay. Uh, So you moved to the big city in 2013. Yeah, I uh, when I turned 18, I uh, I left the old homestead. And I went to London, Ontario, so uh, I could go to Fanshawe. Um, they had a music program called Music Industry Arts. And I already had a couple of friends who were already in it who were a little bit older than me. And they're like, yeah, come to London. So I did that for a couple of years. And then I, I stuck around um, for a few more. And then I couldn't find work and things weren't really going my way. My bass player, Cody, he, uh, he lived in Toronto. Um, and he was like, hey, if you can get down here, I can get you a job. And, you know, I place to crash i was like you know what fuck it so i paid my roommate at the time uh 60 bucks and uh probably a case of beer or something i can't remember and i was like hey can you move me to toronto this weekend he's like what the fuck he's like yeah all right and i've been here ever since <laughs> so, so uh did you start filthy radicals once you got to toronto no no so the filthy radicals um me and cody my uh, the bass player the master the bass um we went to high school together um i met him in grade i think it was 10 and then uh we both like punk rock both like uh you know like ska core like ska stuff and then uh i think it must have been like 2005 is when we first i guess started the filthy radicals and then um once I went away to school to London, uh, Cody did the same and he didn't, he didn't really like London. So he went back to Toronto because his uh, parents were living there at the time. And he would just take the Greyhound to Toronto if like we had practice or we had a show because uh, none of us really drove at the time. And yeah, so we were a London band for a good six years. And now we're, I guess, Toronto band because most of us are here. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, damn. So you guys have been around for 16 years. Yeah, we like to say uh, it really started in 2008 because uh, in 2008, that's when uh, 
we actually we had the the core lineup that we kind of have now which is me cody and uh jackson our drummer now we had member changes all the way through obviously um our first drummer was a very kind guy um he was from our hometown and then uh and he didn't really i don't know he he we used to jam in his basement when we were in high school and he was really cool about that and his mom was really nice about it you know like a bunch of punk 17 year old kids or right. whatever but uh, then uh when we moved to london we met another drummer uh seth reeker but he was uh in between um niagara falls and london all the time so it's not really and he didn't drive um so it was really hard to keep playing shows and stuff because it was really expensive right right <clears throat> especially when you have any money but he still made <laughs> I, I loved it. He even uh, he even made his way to our hometown Shelburne, and we played a show. That was our first home home time show, really. Right. And then um, there was another band in London called Get Down at the time, and uh, that drummer uh, in that band happened to be Jackson Ron Miller, and uh, his his band Get Down sadly broke up. Um, I got wind of it and called him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey, man, heard your band broke up. You want to jam tomorrow?" Yeah, man. You poached him. <laughs> yeah, I poached him. I remember his uh, his guitar player Dan Price, who ended up being the Filthy Radicals later. Um, he he saw me at a bar one time, and he just yelled, drunk. He's like, "Homewrecker!" <laughs> and I was like, "No, dude, it's it's cool, it's cool." And he's like, "I'm just messing around." And then we, uh, yeah, the yeah, fuck, yeah. And then we had London band six years, and then Toronto for the rest of it. Wow. It's weird when you say it out loud. You don't really think it's that long. Mm -hmm. Wow, dude. The uh, are there yeah. any are there any Niagara Falls bands? You know what? I actually don't know. Um, I bet you if uh, if my drummer Jackson was here, he would list off like a million yeah. that I've never heard. Honestly, he's uh, he's kind of like uh, he's one of those Wikipedia people. It's like I don't know the answer to this. Hey Jackson, and he'll know it, and he'll know like the sister points of it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, Niagara, obviously, like there's the touristy Niagara Falls, but I'm wondering if there's like an actual cool city of Niagara or whatever. You know, honestly, I I couldn't tell you. I think, uh, man, I can't even think of any places that we would have played that were close. Isn't I'm not very good at geography, personally. <laughs> we played Welland a lot. Um, is that close to Niagara Falls? Is that getting their way? <laughs> I'm, I'm from Alabama, man. I'm not a. I'm not an Ontario, you know. Oh man, I'm. Sorry. I keep talking to you like you're down the fucking street. All right, my bad. Oh man, we're talking Alabama. Damn it! All right, that's right. I, I know. You know, my band has gone through Ontario uh, a couple of times, so I, I know a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> No, that's all right, man. I, I don't think I can name all your states, so don't worry about it. There's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So the, 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 you guys are about to put out a EP or full length? Yeah. The Freedom yeah. 45. Yeah, Freedom 45, EP 7-inch uh, coming out on Curse Blessing Records or Curse Blessings Records. <laughs> Shout out. Uh so, uh, yeah, I was listening to y'all, uh, earlier today, the, 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 yeah, three or you have two albums and an EP that are out there right now, right? Oh God, probably. I, I can't even, I couldn't tell you. Myself. Uh, we got the, they got the first one, Speed City, Scottcore. Um, that was in London. Then we had Please Stand By, which was a live album. And then we were on a bunch of comps. We managed to get on a minor threat comp. That was pretty cool. Um, fuck yeah! Then we have Cloak and Stagger. We have a couple singles in between. No, Life or Death. There's another one in there. Yeah. So I guess it's one, two, three EPs, two albums. Holy crap! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm going off of Spotify. That's what I saw. Yeah. So you tell me how many I have. I don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had you always been into to ska? Have you always been in ska bands or had you fluctuated between like straight up punk bands or? Um, 
the me personally, I Filthy Radicals is really the only band I've ever played with. I was in a band called Don't Touch the Dancers out of London, but that was more like uh, power poppy. I just played bass uh, for a little bit, um, but the rest of the guys and gal in the band, they've all been in so many other bands, like from uh like nintendo kind of pop punk bands to metal bands to like kind of darker ska bands grunge bands like it's it's ridiculous but we all kind of met in the middle if you will and it all kind of turned out to uh like ska punk or punk with horns as we call it now (laughs) (laughs) so had had you been so you said this is like you're i don't know you said you played in other bands but this is like your your this is your baby type of thing. Uh, had you always wanted yeah. to do a ska band or? Um, I always wanted to be in a punk band. Right. The ska kind of happened because I got really, really, really into Choking Victim, and so did Cody. When Choking Victim was kind of big, like it, it took a long time for a certain music to get up, uh, not just to Canada, but to like small towns, right? right. So like we were just listening to like stuff our, our our brothers or sisters or dads or uncles listened to, which some of it was cool. You know, like my brother was really into Nirvana when Nirvana came out. Um, yeah. I was to listen to it. So I had to sit outside his room when my parents went to bed and I just listened at his door. Um, but he, he was really into offspring as well. Offspring was honestly my jam. And then I found green day and green day really, really blew my mind. And like, through Green Day, I found like Operation Ivy, uh, Rancid, bands like that. And then uh, once I met like Cody, um, he was just like, oh, do you know, like the casualties and unseen. So then, you know, just keeps going and a big snowball. So you just get into like harder and harder music. Right. Yeah. Is there. And, Sorry. Uh, do you have do you have headphones you can put on uh, close by? Headphones? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I can- I'm like, I can cut all this out. Oh, thank God. Just us talking like this. <laughs> um, can, can you not hear me? No, I can't, but it's like whenever, uh, I think whenever I start talking, you're, it's coming through your speakers and then it cut, it stops from you being able to say stuff. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I don't know. I have headphones. Like I got earmuffs, but I don't think it'll work for the talking. Okay, that's fine. That works. Yeah, I, th- I think it should be fine. I mean, if you can plug it into your, into your phone. Oh, I, no. oh fuck you, technology! I don't even think this one has a plug. <laughs> Seriously? Why are we moving back? Damn! Why did we take away that? It's okay. No, dude. I'm sorry. Technology. That's all good, man. All right, we're we're back to work. Right. So, uh, are there any big like Canadian ska bands? Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, you got Plant Smashers. Plant Smashers yeah. Um, they're pretty big. Yeah. Um, Cayman the Forty Fives are pretty big. I really, really wish the Slackers were Canadian because that'd be a sweet ass brag, but they're not from Canada. Yeah. Uh, man, my head hurts. I can't even fucking remember now. I think those two. <laughs> we got those two. Yeah. Uh, everybody I know is kind of broken up or has just made it into another band. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. So we a- got. Yeah, like uh, I know Stomp Records. They, it's you know Plant Smashers. Uh, yeah, big big ska uh, presence on on Stomp. So it's just uh, I don't know because whenever I think of Canada, I think of like musically, I think of like Chicks Dig It and like Comeback Kid. <laughs> like those are the, my two big ones. That's that's fair. Hey man, you left out Propagandi though. Propaganda. Oh mm. shit. Yeah, Propagandi. Yeah. We got SNFU, rest in peace, Trap Pig. We got Daglo. Uh, Chips Avoy, actually, is so. Have you ever heard the band called Chips Avoy? Mm-mm. 
look him up. My, uh, my partner, she, uh, she got me turned on to them and it's, uh, it's just like fun, old school punk rock. It's, it's pretty sweet. And yeah. they sing about like cookies and getting drunk and stuff. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, um, there's a weird, like, you know, Canada and America We're obviously we're connected and, uh, it seems like, but it's so different at the same time, which is weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's interesting to see, uh, like, especially, um, sort of like, a pop culture or just like musically, what tastes like what differs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, before COVID, had you guys been touring a whole bunch? Yeah. <clears throat> um, 2019. It was funny. We, uh, I've said this in a couple of interviews before, too. And it was like, we didn't stop playing shows. We didn't stop like writing music all 2019, like every weekend, um, because we all work and stuff during the week. Right. So right. We we're week warriors for most of it. Some days would be just a weekend. Some days would be three days a week. Um, yeah, we didn't stop. And then finally we all kind of agreed. We're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to take a break for the first time in like, I think it was 10 years. Right. We're like, we're just going to take a break. We're going to take a breather. We're going to do some songwriting. We're just going to, you know, just chill out. And some of us started getting like, uh, like serious. And some people got married and some people like, you know, like real life shit. Right. So then (laughs) we took a break and we had all these plans and then COVID happened and we were like, Oh no. It was like, did we do this? Did we fuck up? Did we throw off the universe? Cause we finally took a vacation. Oh God. It was, and you. Then yeah. it was us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. We fucked up. <laughs> Not Wuhan. It was you <laughs> up in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll tell you this, the break it did make us go nuts. COVID break did kind of mess with our heads because all we did was play shows for so long. Like, work during the day, then go play a show. Work during the day, go record. Stuff like that. And then when it was like, we can't do anything. It's like, you, no, you have to stay home. We were all kind of like, oh, we can play guitar now. Oh, we can catch up on video games. We can do this. We can do that. But then we slowly started going stir crazy. Cause we're like, okay, it's been like four yeah. months. Like we need to go out on the, on the road again. And it was, it was nuts, but like we're, we're working band. There's other musicians and people who that, that is just their livelihood. There isn't like a day job. Like they just go out, they just tour, they, they play acoustic sets if their band isn't doing anything, you know? And you can see a lot of struggle and you can see a lot of pain and a lot of what is my purpose with a lot of musicians during COVID. I was just very, very thankful that everybody in our band was safe. Everybody, um, you know, did due diligence. They still kept on playing their instruments. We still kept in touch. We all kept each other in our bubble. If somebody wrote a song or uh, had an idea, we'd send it like a video and we'd all learn it we'd all like write together and stuff. So it was, it was kind of nice. We kept that going, but it was really a shame to see other bands, um, kind of lose face in a way. And, you know, and rest in peace. Like there's some people that actually didn't make it through like, and it's really sad. They were fantastic fucking musicians and stuff like Alec alone from uh, leftover crack sadly is gone now. And like, Maybe like I, I don't know the purpose behind it or anything, but maybe it was because you know like his life stopped. You know, like I don't I don't know, but I imagine the this big the big halt didn't help. You know, mm. with mental health. But yeah, yeah, crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, uh, do y'all plan on uh, just hitting the road hard? You know, uh, coming up or. Yeah, so we we don't know if it's true yet or not, but apparently there's talk of in March everything's going to be a little bit, you know, back to normal. 
Like Annie flag just came here yesterday. And I think it was the first show where you didn't have to sit down. Um, you know, uh, you could go at full capacity. Like it, it kind of was like closest thing we've had in a long time to, okay, we're almost there, like back, back at it. So I think the floodgates are going to open <laughs> and I think it's going to be as it was before, just nonstop again, which right. is fine. Like I'm stoked. Like, I think we're just going to, you know, weekend warriors and then we'll do a couple tours. Um, well, uh, obviously we're going to start doing it after like holidays and shit, you know, save up some money while we can and then release the hounds. Here we come. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get, you guys gotta, you gotta tour this, uh, this EP coming out. Yes, sir. Um, hell yeah. We actually, uh, we have a music video for the, the main track freedom 45 that we got to do. I won't give any spoilers, but it's a smashing good video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, was uh was freedom 40 45 just a uh a, a byproduct of of uh quarantine and and that sort of thing or did you guys have these songs before um freedom 45 was written before covid um it was mainly mainly done um by our guitarist andrew denor who had an idea of telling a story about who um Two people, one who's really down on his luck and the other one is really down on his luck. And it's just like tells a tale of just like how cruel the world can be, even if you're trying your best. Mm -hmm. So we had that one done beforehand. And then Piggy's on a power trip, which is also on the album, was a a re-record we did from a later or an earlier, sorry, an earlier... um, album please stand by that's the one that was on and uh bus for lunch is on it it's about having no money for food and smoking cigarettes instead while you're at work okay <laughs> and stamping castle is actually it's that song has been a, around for a very long time and uh we finally just put it together we're like yeah let's do it nice yeah um so d- did y'all record up in toronto or did you guys record separately and put it all together so the recording of freedom 45 is going to be a little risque or at least it would have been last year um we booked a bunch of studios you gotta remember this is quarantine this is covid this is scary times we with the fear of the unknown so we booked a bunch of studios ahead of time and they all canceled <laughs> right they all backed up and nobody was mean about it we're like yep we get it that's you know it is what it is the world's on fire um so we actually took it upon ourselves uh we went out to a cabin um just outside a little town um and it was on the property of a friend that we knew he stayed in his house uh he unlocked the door for us and said just like you can't you know social distancing you this is your bubble you guys can do this. And we went up and we recorded everything in this cabin. And it was, it was nuts. It was crazy because like even driving up, like we were worried, man. We're like, well, we're all in the same bubble. It's not like we're, you know, being dickheads about it. But like, it was scary. Like recording it was, uh, it was a little tense, but like once we got in there and we started doing it, it was so much fun because we hadn't seen each other. Like, yeah, we have seen each other, but we didn't get to interact the way that we once did. So getting there and playing music together and just laughing again, you know, it was awesome. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a cool experience. It was a scary experience, but it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm judgment free, man. I'm, I'm in Alabama. So like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of lawless down here. Um, mm, interesting. Uh, yeah what, so like are you the main uh lyricist oh god i wish <laughs> <laughs> um generally um it's all kind of a collaborative if i'm gonna be honest um i yeah it's everybody has their own little part everybody has their own little piece of the puzzle if you will yeah when it comes to the writing session for the filthy radicals and it's 
I really like it that way. It's, it's kind of cool. Cause it's like a family event that way. Obviously if one of us writes like a full song, like themselves and like we bring it to the table, sometimes it's just like, Oh, why don't we tweak this? Or, Hey, I really like that. Let's just keep it the way it is. You know, yeah. like everybody's pretty and honest. <laughs> and if like some stuff doesn't work out, we're pretty cool about it. Yeah. You know? And, but yeah, big collective, big old family. <laughs> how many are, how many of you all? Are there six? Uh, it feels like there's a million. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, there's six of us. Okay. Do, uh, do you guys have like, do you have a horn section or is there like, how does that work? So yeah, me on uh, vocals and guitar. You have Cody on backup vocals and bass. You have Andrew Denier on guitar, plays trombone, plays harmonica, plays banjo. We have Jackson Cron Miller on drums and percussion and uh, backup vocals. And then we have uh, D Box Dave on uh, keys. Damn. Oh, and, Mo- and Molly. Molly's on uh, uh, trumpet and she plays guitar and she sings and screams. She screams fucking rad, man. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. so the, uh, the, the two guitarists slash multi instrument multi-instrumentalists they just kind of it depends on what song y'all are playing i guess yeah exactly like it's it's funny because our music goes from everything from really really intense like punk to oh here's a like a folk song with banjo and trumpet and acoustic guitar and then you have like just just straight up scott punk song and then you just have like a straight scott reggae song like it's it kind of goes like all over the map with us yeah yeah <laughs> I think y'all's last full length that that was on Spotify was a there's like a rapper I think on one song. Yeah, that's uh, that's Eric Crowley. He used to play in a band called uh, Ghetto Blaster. Okay. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, um, he we love Crowley. He comes in and does a lot of stuff with us, and he just uh, he plays bass in a band called Big Brother right now with uh, Chris Petafora. Um. Yeah, Crowley's just always been around, or like he'll have a, like a cool idea of how you know, like kind of throw stuff at us from it because he's he's a lot of hip hop and a lot of different music as well as well as like punk rock and ska. So it adds like a little bit of a change up. Hmm. Like we were jamming one time, and it was just just a smooth fucking ska song. That's all it was. Crowley's just sitting there, and I see him, and I look over, I'm like, "What you doing?" He's like, "Definitely not writing a rap." No, 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 don't worry about it. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Have y'all reached out to Drake to be on a song? <laughs> I think no, no, we did not. I've got. I'm too tired, man. I got no smart alecky joke for Drake. I got. Yeah. Do, uh, do you do you have any features on on the EP coming out? We do. We have um, Mr. Eric Crowley again, and uh, we have our f- friend who sadly passed away. Um, he recorded before he did it. Um, mm-hmm. his name was C. He was uh. He was one of a kind, CJ was, and he was a very, very talented, talented um, musician. Um, if anybody who listens to this, um, I highly recommend on Spotify you check out um, CJ and our guitar player Andrew's band called Droid and Boo, and check out his band uh, Body Heist. They're absolutely incredible. Very two different styles, but like that just goes to show like how, you know much like ourselves, he could do a lot of different things. Versatile. And yeah. Yeah, versatile. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. And that's it for this EP. We just have the two features. Nice. Uh, uh, did, did y'all, when you, when the songs are coming together, did y'all plan to have the features or is that just like later on being like, Hey, you know, it sound cool. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think that might've been in the times when I was a little bit on the wobbly pops, if you know what I mean. I, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't remember. Like there were <laughs> from the, the times when we were drinking, we don't drink anymore. Well, some of us do, some of us don't, but, um, I can't remember how that came to be. I imagine just like droid, uh, Andrew was just like, Hey, these guys wrote these parts. They heard the song. They wrote these. It sounds good. Like that's what I'm going to assume, but I could be wrong. <laughs> so are, are you sober right now? 
Uh, I am booze free. Okay, that's, booze that's free. Yeah, we got uh, we have all these cannabis stores now right. here. I don't know what it's like down in the states. No, yeah. you guys don't have. Well, no, cannabis? it's uh, depending on the state. You know, some states really? have it. Yeah. Some states are just playing favorites now. They're like, oh, you don't like that state. Come to this state. We have weed. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> most of the most of the South is, you know, Bible Belt. So not uh, not super stoked off of off of weed. But uh yeah. It is the devil's lettuce. That's that's what all. I hear. Yeah. there's this uh documentary film called uh Reefer Madness where somebody jumps out a window. Oh wow, you know that <laughs> that was a that was a big problem back in the day with the strong weed back then. You know, just right. like oh, oh. just like, you know, you're, you're dancing to jazz music and you just jump out a window. It raises your heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's uh it's silly, but what can you do? I don't know. Hopefully, it's just uh. A matter of time now to be like i hope so i really really do because it's uh it's really changed a lot of things man and for the better in my opinion like obviously we don't need about like 900 cannabis stores on one street like calm down a little bit but the fact that i can walk in there after working construction all day and instead of like drinking 12 beers yes. you know i can have like three weed drinks chill out remember every single thing that i did maybe even like clean my house instead of being like fuck it i'll do it tomorrow you know yeah Yeah, if uh you know uh, the fact that you can yeah like you're saying just go buy go buy a, a handle of vodka or something and just drink that and like kill yourself pretty much you know from the inside out it's uh you know (laughs) <laughs> what, what are we doing? You know, what are, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, preaching the choir, uh, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, uh, were you into, um, were you into kids in the hall growing up? Um, so I only had three TV channels when I grew up. I grew up out in the in the bush, right? So right. we chop wood or else we'll freeze kind of mentality. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's just I, we had to chop wood every year, and it's very, very tiresome. So mm-hmm. whenever so get wood, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I've had it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, didn't get, I didn't get the channel for kids in the hall, but my friends did. So whenever like you know oh let's have a sleepover i'd immediately be like dude we're watching your tv let's go all right <laughs> so, so what, what would you would you just get like news channels what would, what would you get out there yeah we got oh sorry we got four channels if it was winter time for some reason we got a four channel in the winter time i have no idea where yeah we got uh channel three which was new VR or news channel, CBC, another news channel, CTV, another news channel. And then we'd get the French channel in the winter. Mm. Were y'all close? Great. Were y'all close to uh, Quebec or is it just, no, it's just available sometimes in the winter. Sometimes they'd have Pengu. So you're like, all right, want, want, sure. Can you speak French at all? Do you know any French? Uh, nope. Je m'appelle Kyle. There you go. That's, that's all, it. That's, that's all I got. That's all you need, man. Uh, you know, uh, I can't speak French either. So this is another. Again, we're the same boat. I love it. Okay. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just uh, interesting to, like, just growing. I, I'm interested in, like, grow, how people grew up, you know. Uh, so it's always you know uh me growing up i was not i was just you know i, I grew up in florida in Mo- in alabama like city of alabama you know so it wasn't uh time out yeah 
you grew up in Florabama? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, Oh, buddy. You want to talk about COVID? I watched so much Florabama Shore. <laughs> I, learned, I learned, sir. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the, actu- the actual Florabama, because, you know, there's the Florida. It's the Florida and Alabama state line. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's a there's an actual bar right on the line, the state line. That's the floor. That's the floor of Bama, and it's been there forever. And so, uh, yeah, the <laughs> I guess they got the idea for the name of the show from the floor of Bama, the actual you know bar. Okay. And it's it's like this iconic bar, this like iconic. It used to be like a dive bar. But now it's like grown into this bigger thing, and it's right on the beach. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's wild. Everybody seemed kind of nice on the show, so I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't get what the stereotypes are for." Everybody seems so polite. All right, eh, people are generally polite, man. You know, in in Alabama or Florida, people are generally polite. The only nice. time it gets weird is when you are like driving on the interstate or whatever and you go to like a small small town and it gets kind of like backwoodsy like Mm. you don't belong here that sort of like vibe that sort of that sort of thing you know like those old movies where the the two kids from the city are just going out for a bit and they stop to get gas and they're just like Okay, I'll get the fuck out of here. I get the point. Yeah, it's like pretty much. Yeah, that's that's accurate. You know. Damn. But you know, it's like you know, there's there's rednecks, you know, everywhere. You know, like yeah. driving through. Like even you were just saying, like driving through. Uh, on our way to 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 Quebec we stopped in some places in Canada that were like, fuck, we don't, we shouldn't stay here too long. <laughs> oh man. That's, I think that's just your nerves, buddy. No, I think Maybe. you are. Um, but then again, like I've heard stories of like, again, back in the drunk times, like we'd go and we play Montreal. We'd, uh, we, we toured out to Halifax and we were driving through and all this stuff. And like, people would tell us, be like, Oh man, you went to Montreal. It's like, where'd you play? And then we told them where we played. It's like, Whoa. It's like, okay. You guys are like in the thick of it. I'm like, I thought it was a nice place. <laughs> okay. We, we turned out okay. Everything's fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I guess it could get hairy anywhere, you know? Uh, anywhere, man. It can happen anywhere. Like, even, like, whatever. I just think it's really cool because now that I don't know if you got this, but as I got a little bit older, I started noticing that, like, it's kind of like when you nod at somebody on the subway or something like that. Like, if, say, uh, construction workers do it all the time, you know? You, covered in shit you're dusty as fuck you're holding on to the thing in a crowded thing and then you look up there's another construction work and it's just one of these just that's it <laughs> you know and i think it's there's there's stuff like that everywhere yeah. it doesn't matter where you you know <laughs> that's true yeah yeah, yeah. uh I, I i we we've gone for like 40 minutes now uh i've i've got a lightning round of questions if you want Bro, to do that. Fucking hit me. Yeah, Let's and, go. You know, and lightning is subjective. It's like as long as much as you want to say, as little as you want to say. All right. Okay. I'm game. Okay. Uh so knowing that you are Canadian, uh what's what's your favorite type of poutine? Uh free. <laughs> I like it. What's uh, uh, what's your favorite truck stop slash gas station on the road? It has to be in between Toronto and London. I think just outside of Woodstock. We call it hamburger time. There's this one one rest stop we always go, and it's always like 
30 minutes away from hamburger time. Like every, every single time. So that one on right in between Toronto and London. Is the place called hamburger time? No, we were watching a lot of death clock at that point. So it was like hamburger time. Do you, do you know the, is it a, uh, is it a, uh, you know, a brand or what, what is it? It's a, it's a Wendy's at like a a truck stop. That's all it is. (laughs) Okay. We jazzed it up, you know? Right. I got you. I like hamburger time better. Right. What's a, what's the worst, uh, punk rock bathroom you've had to go number two in? Number two. Mm -hmm. Oh God. I wasn't supposed to go in it, but I had to, it was the Whippet Lounge in london ontario the whippet lounge bathroom was not it was permanently out of order let's leave it at that and i decided nope this is happening right now and i god i wonder if i got tested after that (laughs) you might have tetanus you should yeah i got butt rabies (laughs) (laughs) sat on some some sharp i don't know it might have been just a bunch of glass or something i don't know Oh, who puts glass on the toilet seat? Who does I don't this? Know. That's what that's what I'm saying. I'm just <laughs> as surprised as you. What uh okay. What's what's the worst border slash customs experience that you've had? Oh. Probably going to punk rock bowling. Mm. Uh they took away Andrew. Because he had just come from work, packed his bag really quick, and security, he forgot to take his multi-tool out of his pocket or his backpack. Oh, no. Oh, oh, they grabbed him and took him to that room so quick. And me and his wife are just sitting there like, well, he's dead. (laughs) We must go on. And then like half an hour later, he comes back out. He's joking around. He's like, they touched me. They were cool about it though. They were just like, dude, it's it's for my job. I'm sorry. I just came here. Like, I'm really sorry. They're all cool about it. They just did the finger pointing thing. I mean, you can't admit anything resembling an Allen wrench. You can't. Toenail clippers. Can't can't screw around. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. You Canadians don't be bringing in your tools. Be clipping people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um what's the most expensive uh shirt that you've bought Ooh, most expensive i'd have to say the one that i'm wearing right now okay i was i i got really stoned one day and uh i was on the old internets and i was um the Get Dead record had the newest one had just come out and I couldn't stop listening to it. So I was like, I, I have to have this now. It has to happen now kind of thing. So this one cost me, I think like 30 bucks. I think that's the most I've ever paid for shirts. But I'm getting, you know, it's getting as my shirt. I wear it like every other day. So <laughs> it's nice, man. I like it. Oh uh, man. Uh, what's your perfect pizza? Oh, buddy. My perfect pizza is damn. So I started my own pizza company when COVID hit. What? So, this, oh, dude, yeah, check it out on Instagram. It's uh, it's called It's Been a Slice. Um, I got bored as hell, so I made a garden. Uh, my buddy Eric helped me build a, a garden, grew tomatoes and stuff like that, and got really, really into making pizzas. And I started actually selling them to my friends, uh, got T-shirts made up. Um, so now the retirement goal is actually going to be a pizzeria uh, when I'm older. Um, damn, that's really hard. Honestly, I got to say my favorite pizza is probably deep dish, dude. It's got to be classic sausage, hot peppers, bacon. Yeah, deep dish. I'm just, I'm just looking at your. Uh, I had no idea that you were a pizza, a pizza man, and so I'm just, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, it's been a slice. Damn, looks good. Yeah, man, and it, it was pretty cool because like I, uh, I kept it safe. I would have everybody like meet me at the end of the driveway. I'd put the pizza down. They'd pick it up. 
it was uh it was really cool Ooh. it was fun I like this shirt too. I see, I see this. It's been a slice shirt. Hmm. Let me know if you want one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk after we stop. We stop recording. Uh, wow. Wait. So, had you worked at pizza places before? Nope. I, uh, I was a foreman on a, uh, on a job, on a demolition job. And we did an old 1970s and eighties pizza parlor slash bowling alley. Yeah. And what I did was I let all my guys for a little extra bucks. They're like, Hey, can we take everything to scrap? I was like, yeah, go for it. And there was 1 million of these pizza pans, buddy. I was like, you know what? Me and my best friend love making pizzas at home. I'm going to take two of these pans. Little behold, did I know that it was a classic Pizza Hut pan from back in the fucking day. And so it's we just call them the magic pans, man. And now I kick myself because I started the pizza thing. And I'm like, I threw I let them all go to scrap just so people could have like beer money on a Friday. It's like I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but uh lesson learned. Yeah, the magic pan. I, we just me and my buddy Frank, we got really, really good at it. Yeah. So yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, it looks good. Just thanks, man. Just looking right here. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I I used to. I, I was in the business, you know. Oh, when I was in high school, I worked at Little Caesars. You know. Can you tell me any of their secrets? Sure. Yeah. What did Little Caesars do? Mister Caesar won't find out about this. This is between you and me, and everybody who watches it. I'm trying. I'm, man, I'm trying to remember. Uh. What'd they do? Put salt in the Parmesan. I remember doing that a bunch. Uh, I don't know. It was all bags. You just had bags and you opened up bags into the tomato tomato sauce and you stirred it up and <laughs> there is there is no there is no secrets, man. You know, it was like cheap. That's the secret. Weird, but though actually, you know, it's some of the best pizza I ever have had has been the most simplest ingredients. It's just all in the person that's making it, right? Like that's mm. the true, 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 like thing. Like as you could put four different people in this in one room, and be like, okay, you have all the same ingredients, make me a pizza. Mm. Guarantee there's gonna be one that's way fucking better than the other ones. Right. So you might have said this. Do you have a pizza oven? No, I, uh, I managed to get it all out of my, <laughs> yeah, I know I, I can get my oven in my apartment up to 500 and I, I figured it out. By the way, anybody who's watching this who makes pizza at home, put your oven at 500 and cook it for 12 to 14 minutes. That's it. Don't listen to what Delicio tells you. It's all bullshit. Fuck Delicio. Who's Delicio? I don't know who Delicio is. <laughs> oh fuck it's like uh it's like frozen pizza company oh, okay. i still from now and time from now and again i'm like because i used to love them in college all the time it was delicio pizza now i'm like oh i can't i can't even look at one like i ate way too much of it mm. wow that's crazy mm. yeah I, I you know and like you're saying the uh, uh keep it simple keep it simple stupid Kiss. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. No, it's just so true, man. And I, um, I, I kind of am a little bit cheesed at myself because, like, uh, everything's cheese. Gonna... Stop, Kyle. Uh, stop it. Like he's not gonna catch it. <laughs> uh, like just real life kicked in so hard and so fast. Like I work so much now, and when I'm not working, we're doing band stuff or like I'm doing stuff with uh, my girlfriend. And like, it's just time, like just keeps going like, and I, I, I'm having a hard time finding time to make pieces. But honestly, I think after, I think after a couple of weeks, work will slow down and stuff like that. And I'll just get back into it try to keep it like a, a therapeutic thing, you know, and be like, Hey, I'm going to do pizzas this day. If anybody wants them. Mm. Do you, uh, have you ever done like a uh, thin crust? Thought about that? Yeah. Uh, I ridicule every single person that orders it right. much Idiots. the same. Uh, 
I'm like, what are you doing? You're paying the same price or less? Half half of a crust? (laughs) Eat it on a cracker, damn it. (laughs) That's what I say to my girlfriend all the time. She's always ordering the thinnest, crispiest crust. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, uh, whatever. Um, Tomatoes. Tomatoes was one. I lost it on my one friend because I made a pizza. And he's like, oh, could you put fresh tomatoes on it? I'm like... I'm just not going to make this for you. No, you can call Domino's. Piss off. <laughs> Bro, the sauce is tomato. What are, you, what are we doing? You told them. Yes. You see? Yes. I guess, I don't know if you're getting like a margarita or something. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. But, oh, dude, I'll tell you this. I don't know how everyone feels down there about pineapple on pizza, but I found a cool way of doing it if you were to make it at home. So you make it. Uh, put your toppings on except for the pineapple. And then right before you're about to broil it, like when it comes back out from the broiler, sorry, that's when you add your pineapple and you just let it sit for a minute. And that way, when you take a bite, you still, it's not like mushy and cooked and stuff like that. It's got a nice crisp to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Dante on top of it. It's, it's really cool. Interesting. Again, Yeah. Hours of smoking weed and making pizza with a lot of time on your hands. You get inventive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What? Uh, so, to follow up the what's your perfect pizza, uh, what, what do you want on your tombstone, Kyle? Stay positive. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Just stay positive. Yeah. That's all I got, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh Thanks, man. This is this has been a lot of fun. Uh, stay on for a minute, um, but uh, Kyle, you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it. Oh, buddy! Yay! Yeah.